Welcome to High Heels in Politics with Mary Ann Christie. This is the podcast where current and future leaders discuss the issues facing us in Southwest Ohio and beyond. Here is Mary Ann Christie. Hello, Mary Ann Christie, your host on the podcast High Heels in Politics. We are trying something new today. We are going to not talk to a local elected official from a township trustee or a city council. We're going to be moving today to look at what's happening in the Hamilton County court system. You must remember, though, that High Heels and Politics is a new type of a podcast. It's to bring to the public what information they should have to know how their community works. And in this case, people don't understand how the court system is set up. They don't even realize where are the courtrooms. Hamilton County Courthouse is actually located in downtown Cincinnati and contains the Common Pleas Court, the Municipal Court, Small Claims Court, and the Clerk's Court. There are other courts that you will get the information on where they are located. The present courthouse is actually the fourth courthouse constructed on that site. The second courthouse was destroyed in the Cincinnati riots of 1884. Hamilton County Municipal Court serves a population of just over 800,000 with 14 judges or about 57,000 people per judge. In 2016, the court handled 177,000 plus, or let's say about 13,000 per cases per judge. Hamilton County court system with its procedure, I'm just going to speak for a moment about individuals that are arrested because There are other ways that the court hears cases, and those are civil cases or brought up under different manners, and these will be explained by our guest today, Judge Amy Searcy. The Cleveland Plain Dealer recognized and said that Hamilton County Court System is one of the best court systems in the state. One of the reasons is, is because it handles especially arrested individuals with a central booking system. That system brings everybody into one area where their mugshots, fingerprints, pretrial officers take over, medical personnel are brought in, background information is brought in, The suspect, if he has mental conditions, additional services are brought in. All of this has to happen before the suspect is brought before the court and before the judge. Let me just introduce our guest today. Judge Amy Searcy, her motto or hashtag is Families Matter. It expresses her ideals and her values. Judge Amy Searcy was appointed to the Hamilton County Domestic Relations Court back in 2014 by Governor Kasich. As a domestic relations court judge, she places focus on the family and children, encouraging parents to compromise and mediate their parenting decisions. 
Amy all had been appointed back in 2009 to the Board of Elections. She served as the county Republican Party vice chair from 2010 to 2014. Prior to her Board of Elections, Amy was the magistrate in Hamilton County Municipal Court and a senior trial attorney in Hamilton County Public Defender's Office. Judge Searcy is a lifelong resident of Hamilton County, graduating from William Henry Harrison High School, Xavier University, and Sam and P. Chase College of Law. Judge Searcy believes in giving back to the community. She's recently been appointed to the Board of Trustees of the Ohio Association of Domestic Relations Judges and is serving on the Ohio Judicial Conference Domestic Association's Law and Procedure Committee. I'm going to introduce you now to Judge Amy Searcy. Judge Searcy, you'll tell us about your role in Hamilton County and the changes that have happened in our court system. Well, first of all, Marianne, I want to say thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I have to say that I love talking about what I do. I don't consider what I do to be a job. I actually consider it to be a privilege. So to be able to come here today and and talk with you about this is something that I am very grateful for. So again, thank you for your time. Just very briefly, in Ohio, the highest court is the Supreme Court. Underneath the Supreme Court are approximately 13 appellate courts, but then under the appellate courts are the trial courts. The trial courts are divided into municipal courts that you referenced earlier. Those are the largest court systems that have to do with the misdemeanors and small civil cases. But then the common pleas courts have to do with the larger, more serious criminal charges, as well as larger civil cases. In the common pleas courts, which are the highest level trial courts in Ohio, You have the general common pleas courts, but you also have special courts, specialized courts, and that's where I am. The specialized courts for common pleas in Ohio are juvenile court, probate court, and domestic relations court, and I serve in domestic relations court. The Hamilton County Domestic Relations Court has three judges, 14 magistrates, and we are a very large court system. We're also, if I can brag for a second, we're a model court with domestic relations courts in Ohio. We have begun several different programs in our courts that are being used as models in other domestic relations courts in Ohio. And we frequently have judges and administrators from other domestic relations court who come to our court and observe us. uh, And they duplicate some of the things that we do. And we learn from them and they learn from us. And that's all very good. We have about 4,000 filings a year of which 2,000 approximately are uh, requests for domestic violence civil protective orders, as well as we have all of the divorce filings and petitions for dissolution in Hamilton County. And the bulk of my time is spent doing the contested custody cases. Parents who are both good, loving parents who just cannot remain married, and I have to make the determination as to where the children are going to, which household the children will live in and how much time they'll spend with the other parent. But also more importantly is what kind of decision making that the parents will be making. It's very important to understand which parent or if the parents can work together in making decisions about the child's education, health matters, extracurricular activities, and all the rest. Now, how long have you been on the bench Well, I was appointed by Governor Kasich in 2014. The first day that I was on the bench, I'm proud to say that I had a full docket. I had contacted the court and said, 
don't clear out the docket. The first day I'm there, I want to start working. So I had a full docket the first day. The first night after I had been appointed, I started campaigning because that seat was in contest that year. So in November of 14 uh, was my first election, and I won, and I was very um, proud of, of the effort that my campaign team put forward, and it was a full effort by family and friends and supporters and donors. And so I've been on the bench since 2014. I am up for re-election in 2020. Okay, I understand you've made some significant changes to your courtroom. I'm actually very anxious to talk about those. Thank you for bringing that up. From the time I entered the courtroom, I had been in courtrooms throughout Hamilton County my entire career. So I understood how courtrooms worked. And I saw that most courtrooms looked like every other courtroom. Two tables in there, one for plaintiff or defendant, or if it's a criminal courtroom, it's for the defendant and the and the prosecution. And then you have the podiums where the lawyers stand. Now, we don't have jury trials in domestic relations, so that we don't have a jury box. But the judge is elevated on a bench. Well, the judge needs to be elevated on the bench because there needs to be the understanding that there is someone in charge in that room. But the difference between domestic relations court and other courts is that we are encouraging families to to come together and collaboratively mediate and resolve their issues. This isn't someone suing a roofer because the roof leaks after they paid them $15,000 for the roof. This is a husband and a wife or two people in a marriage that have children together. And when they walk into the courtroom, it looked as if they were walking into a battlefield or a Greek or Roman Colosseum. And that's not what it's about. It's about them sitting down so at a table and resolving their parenting issues. And I would encourage both of them to take a step towards one another to make concessions and to talk about the best way to raise their children. Because like I say to them, you may no longer be a married couple, but you're still a family. You're a family for these children, and they need to know that their parents are making all the decisions that need to be made in their best interest. So I actually took the two tables out of the room, and I replaced the traditional tables with a very large oval conference room table and all the chairs are the same height so every except mine of course <laughs> all of them are at the same level and they're all equal and and they sit down i can tell by the looks on their faces as they come in i say come on in come on in this isn't your traditional courtroom come in and sit down and let's all take a deep breath and let's talk about what it is you need to do to to wrap up your marriage to end the marriage in a peaceful manner and then let's talk about what's the best way for you to raise your children going forward rather than the two being enemies. And sometimes they're so angry with one another, justifiably, whatever, those are their personal reasons. Sometimes I have to remind them that they have to love their children more than they hate each other. When we have those kind of conversations, I can feel them, their shoulders relaxing, and I can see their faces softening. And I've actually witnessed husband and wives, because I make them sit next to each other. I've actually witnessed them turning to each other and saying, she's right, let's work this out. Let, you know, let's make some compromises. And I'll give here if you give there. And, and it, it really is, is very, very exciting. Yeah, that's interesting. What observations made you turn and change the decorum or the outline of your courtroom. Yeah. Well, I think that courtrooms should reflect the style and the personality of the judges. I'm a very um, open person. I'm also relaxed, a little more casual. I'm a very outdoorsy person. I grew up in Harrison, Ohio. The Miami Whitewater Forest was literally my backyard. 
I would get up in the summer and jump on my bike and ride through the park, and my mom wouldn't see me till dinner time. I usually would find different friends' houses to have lunch in the summertime, and then I'd show up back at my mom's, back at mom and dad's house at four o'clock, and we'd have dinner. So I grew up in the country. I grew up outdoors, and that was very much a part of what made me who I am. So I noticed that parents would walk into the courtroom and they'd have a look on their face that was frightening and that was scary and that they sat in the courtroom and they just couldn't relax. So I reached out to some people that I trust, including some magistrates at my court that I trusted their abilities to do research and I did my own research. And the bottom line is we found out, just like we all know in our gut, if you have to make a decision, do you ever go for a walk? Do you ever go outside and walk around to think? Well, we think better when we're surrounded by nature. So I took all the pictures down off the walls of my courtroom. They were very formal, lovely paintings. I gave them to other people in the courthouse to put in their waiting rooms or their courtrooms if they wanted to. And I approached the great parks of Hamilton County. And um, the great parks of Hamilton County, and I'm so grateful to them, the executive director, Jack Sutton, I'm also a volunteer at the great parks, so I do know them. I had a relationship with them. The executive director of great parks, he and his staff came to my courtroom and spent two hours observing the courtroom, what is done there, and asked me a lot of questions. About a month later, they sent me electronic JPEG files of photographs from the parks that they thought reflected the work I did in the courtroom. A lot of the pictures are pictures of transitions, pathways, bridges, walkways in the park, because these people in my courtroom, these families, they're going through serious transitions, some of the most important transitions in their adult lives that will affect their children. So I had the pictures. I took them myself. The county has a tight budget, so the county was able to pay for the table and chairs, but then I paid for everything on the walls myself. I took these pictures to a local sign company in the west side of town. They blew them up, six foot by four foot, and they put them all over. They professionally mounted them on the walls. And so when the people walk in now, rather than having a look on their face that says, oh my gosh, I'm in a scary courtroom. What's happening? What's going to happen with my marriage? What's going to happen with my money? What's going to happen with my kids? Instead, they walk in and they immediately are attracted to these beautiful, beautiful pictures on the walls. And I encourage them to walk up to them, look at them. And I have a little sign made for each picture that says what park it is. So they will say, look at this. This is Winton Woods. This is Sharon Woods. Oh, look, we go to that park. They will turn to their, their husband or wife and say, Remember this park? We were there last summer on the 4th of July. It'll begin a conversation. So then I have them sit down at the table and be seated. And I reference the pictures and I tell them, just as these pictures demonstrate transitions, you also have transitions in your life. And I'm here to help you get through this. And we can get through this together. And I can offer many things for them. I can offer counseling. I can offer parenting investigations. I can offer guardian ed items to be appointed to represent their children if the children need representation. And I say, we will work together to resolve the issues of your marriage so that your children are as least traumatized as possible. Now, it doesn't work all the time, and sometimes we have to have trials. But if we have to have a trial, we know how to do that in that courtroom. And we do it, and we make the decision quickly so they can move on with their lives. Judge Searcy, the Cincinnati Bar Association recently did a story on your courtroom. Do you want to talk about it and tell and share with us? why they did the story and what came out. Thank you. I I would like to talk about that. So uh, different attorneys commented, and it must have gotten pretty quickly to the Bar Association that, hey, there's this judge who's done something not only unusual for Hamilton County, but we think it's the most unusual courtroom in the entire state of Ohio. We've never known anyone to totally redesign their courtroom to reflect what's happening in that courtroom and to help 
keep the people calm that are entering the courtroom. Cincinnati Bar Association representative came down, took lots of pictures in the courtroom, interviewed me, and then asked me if I'd be willing to write an article. And of course, knowing, I mean, Marianne, you and I have known each other for a very long time. As you can imagine, my first question was, how many words am I limited to? And they gave me 1,800. Fine, I can write 1,800 words about my article. And I talked about the research that was done on the cognitive abilities that every person has to make wiser decisions, to think more calmly, and to think more clearly when they're surrounded by nature. It's best if you're actually outside, but I can't take court to the parks, but I could bring the parks into the courtroom. So even pictures of nature surrounding you help you remain more calm and less likely to become agitated. So we wrote the article. They Not only did they print it, they made it their cover article. I have gotten comments from around the state of Ohio and the National Association of Women Judges, I'm very proud to say, has contacted me. And I did join their organization and they are asking to reprint this article in their national publication. And they have started a conversation with me about being one of the speakers at their convention in either 2019 or 2020 to talk about the changes I made to the courtroom. So my thrill at this, but also a real feeling of humility, is that there could be courtrooms throughout the United States in the next five to 10 years that could begin to reflect the work that's done in the courtroom and reflect the personality of the judge rather than just your typical formula of a courtroom. For example, it's my understanding, she has not contacted me yet, but it's my understanding that one of the board members of the National Association of Women Judges is another domestic relations judge in New Orleans who wants to come see my courtroom because she's thinking about trying to duplicate it herself down there. So if we can help families all over this country feel more comfortable and perhaps not have a custody trial, but instead work through mediators and collaborators and come to a decision about how to parent their children. And hopefully, I encourage shared parenting, because each parent has something very important to give to, to each of their children. If these parents can come together and make these decisions, that's in the best interest of their children. And if they can be encouraged to do that by the surroundings of my courtroom, then I've made an impact that I can be proud of. You're going to have an impact then across the country with your whole new concept of how domestic relation courts should appear. That's wonderful. Emphasizes what even the Cleveland dealer was saying, that the Hamilton County courts are some of the best in the state of Ohio. And now we're looking at the fact that it may be one of the best domestic relations in the country. I hope so. Thank you. Now, do you have any final thoughts about what you would like to see changes or additions in the court system? Well, you know, we always reflect what we see in the families who come in our courtrooms and the attorneys who who practice their uh, their livelihood there in those courtrooms. So I'm always open to more changes, although I think this is a pretty um, shocking kind of, you know, change right now, changing the whole courtroom. So I don't probably be making many more changes in the near future. But I do hope that every day that I am open to both the families and the attorneys who appear in the courtroom. And I'm willing to be flexible and do what I have to do, what's best for them, rather than just what I want to do, but rather what is the best thing for these families in Hamilton County, because families matter. Would you have any suggestions for women who want to consider running for judges? I'd say do it. Do it. Don't, don't worry about questioning, can I do this? Should I do this? 
if a woman who is a practicing attorney and feels strongly that she can serve the community on the bench, I would encourage her to look into this. But I also, I do have a message, and this is something I told the National Association of Women Judges, is that please do not feel that if you become, if you're a woman and you become a lawyer, if you're a woman and you become a judge, that you then have to make yourself into a, a just a duplicate of all other lawyers and all other judges. Bring yourself, bring your uniqueness, bring your style to the courtroom, because that's important. And that the courtrooms sh- and boardrooms across this country and classrooms across this country should reflect the women that are standing up in the front rather than just the women going in there and trying to look and act and talk and pretend that they are like their male counterparts. Not that we don't think that male judges and lawyers are fantastic, because of course they are. But women have something that they can bring to the courtrooms and the boardrooms and the classrooms and let women do that and bring their own style and uniqueness with them. Judge Searcy, this was a fantastic interview. I want you all to know that Judge Searcy is married with two children, and you won't believe this, but she has seven grandchildren, and she looks like she just graduated from law school. Well, thank Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. Thank you. How else can anybody get in touch with you if they want to talk with you? Well, actually, remember, the courtrooms are the the people's courtrooms. They're public places. You're welcome to come there. I'm actually at 800 Broadway, not the traditional courthouse. 800 Broadway is the old Post and Time Star building, a beautiful Art Deco building. I encourage people to come down there and walk around. I'm on the second floor, room 2-25. Please come down, look around the courtroom. I'd like to give you a tour. If you want to send me a message, my email is logal, which is L-A-W-G-A-L-P-D, like Paul David, logalpd at gmail.com. Well, in closing, having people like Judge Searcy talk and explain what the domestic relation courtrooms are like is helpful to the public. We need to continue to have bring more of this information to the people to understand the various different courtrooms and cities and townships, how they affect your lives. And this will help you in understanding when you are faced with making decisions. Thank you and have a good day. High Heels and Politics with Marianne Christie is produced and engineered by Ion Community. Music by Sharad Sate. Subscribe and listen wherever you find your podcasts.